Welcome to The Growth Factor, a broadcast ministry of St. Mark Baptist Church. Today, as part of our family, you will experience the life-changing and spirit-nurturing Word of God. Please enjoy this time with us, where we're committed to helping you grow in knowledge, grow in faith, and grow in God. St. Mark Baptist Church, you grow here. Tonight's tough question is, what is the gospel? What is the gospel? You've heard that term over and over again about the gospel. And so tonight we're going to answer that tough question about what is the gospel. Well, let me tell you, the, uh, the word gospel simply means good news. Good news. That's, that's what it means from ancient times. Gospel means good news. It had its uh, meaning and roots in that uh, the good news of the gospel was this message that would be sent throughout the kingdom. For example, uh, when an heir was born into a royal family, there was a great victory that had been won on the battlefield. Someone would go forth into the kingdom and proclaim this great and wonderful news that something wonderful had happened for the kingdom. Well, we know about good news. We're all excited about getting good news in our life. For example, the good news that a healthy baby is born into the family, the good news that someone is engaged to be married, the good news that you received a promotion or raise on the job, or even the good news that your sports team won the championship or there was an election victory. All of us love the good news. But the New Testament, they take this word gospel, good news, and they add to it or invest into it a divine revelation, which means now God's hand is on it, and it's a good news or great news for everyone. It's wonderful news. It's not the ordinary good news. There's something on top of it because God's revelation has been added to it. Uh, so what is this good news? The good news is that we were sinners on our way to hell, and God sent his son Jesus Christ to die on Calvary's cross for our sin. And because of that, we have a way of escape. We can be saved, and that's good news. That's great news for all of us because all of us have a sin problem, but Jesus died for our sins. And so the question becomes, what really makes up this word gospel? What does it entail as we dig just a little deeper? Well, I hope you have your Bibles and you don't mind turning with me. I want us to look at this scripture found in 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verses 1 through 3. 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verses 1 through 3, and I'm reading from the English Standard Version of the Bible. Look, look at what the Apostle Paul says. He's describing for us the gospel of this good news. Now, I would remind you, brothers, of the gospel I preached to you, which you received, in which you stand, and by which you are being saved. If you hold fast to the word I preached, and you, unless you believed in faith. For I delivered to you, as of the first importance, what I also received, that Christ died for our sins in accordance to the scriptures, that he was buried and that he was raised in the third day according 
to the scriptures. Look, look at what the Apostle Paul said, what makes up the gospel, that, that Christ, he died for our sins, that he was buried, as the preacher would say, in a borrowed tomb, and that he was raised from the dead three days later, that Sunday morning, and he said, but it was all done according to the scriptures. The Apostle Paul wants us to know that Jesus' death, burial, and resurrection was not a coincidence. It was not a happenstance, but it was all done according to scriptures. In other words, hundreds of years earlier, uh, prophets had prophesied that this would happen, and Jesus carried it out just like scripture said it would happen. That, that's what details the gospel, that, that, that Jesus died, was buried, and was raised from the dead, all according to the scriptures. But, but then when we unpack that about his death, burial, and resurrection, the question that we often ask ourselves and others, did Jesus really have to die? Was his, was his death necessary? That, that seems kind of extreme, preacher, that he had to be put to death. Well, that's a good question, and I want to take the rest of our time tonight to unpack that. And so the short answer is this. Yes, Jesus did have to die. He really did. It, there was no other options. And I'm going to give you a few reasons why his death was necessary. And when you think about it, why his death really makes sense. The number one reason why Jesus' death was necessary is that his death shows God's love for us. I'm going to say that again. Jesus' death shows God's love for us. God sending Jesus to die shows that God loves us so much that he's willing to sacrifice as the Bible would say, his only begotten son. It, 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 the Bible speaks of Christ's death as an act of love. Thinking about, think about this, that God loves us so much that he would give up his son to die this horrible death on Calvary's cross. It was the method called crucifixion that was slow and agonizing, and it was only used for criminals uh, Roman citizens were not put to death like that because it was shameful and, and it, it was slow and painful. And yet God sent his son to die that death for us because he loves us so much. Matter of fact, turn with me to one of the most familiar verses in the Bible, John 3.16. I know you had to learn this uh, for your Sunday school class or if you had old school parents where you had to quote scriptures at the dinner table. All of us learned John 3, 16, and it's a familiar passage, but yet there's nuggets in this familiar passage. Look what the Apostle John writes in this familiar passage, John 3, 16. For God so loved the world, don't run past this, he so loved the world that he gave his only son, that whoever believes in him should not perish, but have eternal life. It shows God's love that he gave up his precious gift, his son, the second person in the Trinity, to die in our behalf. But hold on. There's another one. Romans chapter 5 and verse 8. Romans chapter 5 and verse 8. Listen to what the Apostle Paul says in Romans chapter 5 and verse 8. But God shows his love for us in that while we were still sinners, 
Christ died for us. L listen to what Paul is telling us. Paul is telling us that God loved us so much that while we were yet sinners, he, he didn't send Jesus to die for us after you were saved, after you were in church and, and doing good deeds. No, he sent Jesus to die for us when we were still broken and messed up in our sins. He loved us that much that in our brokenness, in our wickedness, and in our sinfulness, he sent his only begotten son to die for us. So, so Jesus' death was necessary because it shows God's love for us. But Jesus' death is necessary because it reveals God's character, who God really is. It shows it in Jesus' death on Calvary's cross. It proves to us that God is loving and just that he is loving and just. We, we easily understand the loving part of God. I mean, by fact that he woke us up this morning and we have a reasonable portion of health and strength and we're in our right mind, we understand that God is loving, but oftentimes we overlook that God is just and he is righteous. It, it, it reminds us that God cannot lend a blind eye to sin. He just, he can't ignore sin. He cannot wink at sin. Sin must be paid for and we're sinful creatures and someone has to pay the penalty of sin. Uh, look with me to 1 Peter chapter 3 and verse 18. Uh, the apostle Peter, I think he gives us some good clarification in this. 1 Peter chapter 3 and verse Number 18, he writes, For Christ also suffered once for sins, the righteousness for the unrighteous, that he might bring us to God, being put to death in the flesh, but made alive in spirit. For Christ also suffered once for what? For sins, for our sins, because he was sinless. The righteous for the unrighteous, Christ who was righteous, died for the unrighteous, that he may bring us to God. God must punish sin. He can't just let it slide. I don't, I don't know if you've ever experienced this where you were driving and you had a traffic violation. Maybe you ran past a stop sign or you were speeding and a police officer, he, he pulled you or she pulled you over to the side and, uh, of the road and and they know that you have violated the traffic laws and you know you violated traffic laws, but instead of that police officer writing you a ticket, they give you a warning and let you go. And you go, that was close. I'll, I'll have to be more careful. Guess what? God cannot give us a warning and let us go when he's dealing with sin. Sin must be punished, but instead of punishing us, he punished Jesus. So Jesus' death on Calvary cross, it reveals to us God's character that he's a just and righteous God. And we can never, ever forget that. Well, yes, Jesus' death is necessary because number one, it shows God's love for us. And number two, it reveals God's character that God is loving and just or loving and righteous at the same time and sin had to be punished. And he loved us so much that he took it out on his son instead of taking it out on us. But, but number three, he had to die 
because it was Jesus' way in sharing in our suffering. Let's go back and look, look at the beginning of the story. Adam and Eve, they were created by the hands of God and placed in a garden where they had everything that they would need or want in their life, but they sinned against God. And because they sinned against God, the consequences of the sin was they were kicked out of the garden, had to live a hard life, and would suffer death. And everyone had to taste death since Adam and Eve sinned. They allowed death to come into God's creation, and all of creation must taste of death. And here comes Jesus, born of a woman, but he's 100% divine and 100% man. He he is a total combination of God and man. And as a man, as a person, he wanted to taste death just like the rest of us. Jesus, when he lived here on earth, he suffered like us. He went through the hardships and the trials and the tribulations just like you and I would have to go through and even tasted death because all of us would have to taste death. And so what does that do? That allowed Jesus to become a sympathetic high priest that he's in heaven now interceding on our behalf because guess what? He understands what we went through even with death. Look with me to, in the book of Hebrews, this unknown, unnamed writer in the book of Hebrews sheds light to this fact in Hebrews chapter 4. And verses 15 and 16, Hebrews chapter 4, verses 15 and 16, and the writer says, chapter 4, 15 and 16. For we have come to share in Christ, if indeed we have hold of our original confidence and firm. I'm sorry, wrong verse, I'm sorry. 14. Since then we have a great high priest who has passed through the heavens, Jesus, the Son of God. Let us hold fast our confession. For we do have a great high priest who is unable to sympathize with us, our weakness, but one who in every respect has been tempted as we are, but without sin. Jesus tasted death so that he could be a sympathetic high priest. He knows what we went through in life from birth to death. He was our elder brother, and now he is our high priest, our advocate in heaven. And so he shared in our suffering. And so it allows him to be this uniquely qualified high priest. I've, I've given you some reasons why he had to die. It shows God's love for us. It revealed God's character. It allows Jesus to share in our suffering. But this is the, this is the main reason that Jesus had to die for our sins. And it is to pay the penalty of sin. If you don't get anything else, Jesus had to die so that he could pay the penalty of sin. Death is the penalty that you and I deserve. 
Matter of fact, you and I, because we are sinners and we sinned against a holy and righteous God, we deserve to go to hell and be eternally punished. So Jesus paid the price for sin so that you and I would not have to pay that price. He became our substitute. That, that's really what he became. He became our substitute. Back in 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 3, going to read this one more time. The Apostle Paul reminds us of this fact. Look at what he says, For I delivered to you as of first importance what I also received, that Christ died for our sins according to the scriptures. Christ died for our sins. He was our substitute. In other words, the nails that Christ took, the spike that Christ took, it really should have been us on the cross, but he was our substitute. He paid the sin debt that we owed God. He paid it on our behalf. I, I don't know, maybe uh, you've been fortunate enough that you were born with a silver spoon in your, li your life and you've never had to suffer financial difficulties good for you. But there's a few of us who've had to deal with financial difficulties where you had that where we had debts that we just couldn't pay. The, the burden of debt, where, where when they swipe your credit card, you don't know if it's gonna go through. Matter of fact, when it went through, you was as surprised as anybody else. Or, or the burden of debt that you had to put the phone bill or the energy bill in the grandchild's name because you just had so much debt and your credit is messed up. We, we had a sin debt that had burdened us down and we could not pay it, but Christ showed up and paid that debt. What a relief, what, 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 what a blessing, what grace that is that God would send his son Jesus Christ to pay our sin debt, a debt that would have cost us eternity, an eternity of separation from God, an eternity of, 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 of suffering. Christ paid it on Calvary's cross on what we call that Good Friday. That, that's why he had to die, so that he could be our substitute, so that he could pay for the sins that you and I committed. That's why. God cannot wink at sin. Because of sin, blood had to be shed, and instead of us, God shedding our blood, guess what? He gave his son to shed his on our behalf. This has been The Growth Factor, a broadcast ministry of St. Mark Baptist Church. Be sure to follow this podcast on your favorite podcast platform and join our Facebook group, The Growth Factor, for daily motivational content. Let's keep the conversation going. Thank you for listening.